What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, it's John and Pemba. That's right, managing editor over at Fantasy Alarm. And uh, our, our usual Thursday night uh, game picker. How about that? Uh, we're just off of a little Thursday night football. John, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, we're, we're coming off, like you said, just a, a thrilling Thursday night football game here between the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, from a, from a fantasy perspective, there was actually a lot of good performances. Uh, from a betting perspective, if you took the under, you hit. If you took Cincy minus seven, you lost. Um, you know, which is kind of surprising. First time Jacksonville's covered a spread uh, all season. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was nice to see for those of you who did take the Jaguars plus the uh, plus the points. I you know I I waffled on it. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I, I hit the under. I, I got the under, but um, I was really I was like waffling back and forth on this game. Not really, you know. I was like, well, and I even said this on uh, on the Fantasy Alarm Show. I'm like, when was Cincinnati ever like a seven and a half point favorite over anybody? You know, forget about the home game and whatever. It's just you know, it was just it was. It's been a long, long time. You know, since Cincinnati's ever seen that kind of a spread, I, I wasn't thrilled with their their defense either. But yet, I, I, I had I, I took the uh, I took them at the last minute. I was like, fine, if I have to make a decision right now, I'm gonna take Cincy. And I thought it would be kind of like a like a 28 to 10 type game. Yeah, um, I did the I did the um, the best bets article. I took the under, but I took Cincy with the seven. I said that it was gonna be like more like a 24 or 17. Right. You know, type of game, you know, where I thought, you know, they would they would do enough to cover there, but not enough to, you know, to still hit the under. On a good note, though, uh, my showdown slate write up was uh, was yummy delish, John, as uh, the tight end whisperer himself whispered CJ Uzama. And uh, and what a game that dude had. That was insane. Yeah. Career high. I think it was 98 yards. He had two touchdowns. I mean, it was a. It was a wild game for him. Jamar Chase had some nice plays, and Tyler Boyd went off. No, no, no. T. Higgins again in this one. Um, you know that was a uh, kind of opening up for Boyd there in the slot. Uh, maybe something to worth watching. You know, for Howard, for those who are you know in fantasy, is Joe Mixon left that game at the end with some little sort of injury, calf strain, or um, maybe a cramp or something there. But he didn't return to Samachi Pirine uh, that finished up the final two and a half minutes or so there. Uh, well, they were driving down for that field goal. So uh, something to pay attention to if you are a Joe Mixon manager. Yeah, no doubt about it, because, you know, but, I, you know, I, I kind of wasn't sure just how serious it was. I mean, obviously, it's it's serious enough that you want to hold them out because you don't want it to get worse. And it's early in the season. But, you know, I mean, he was sitting there. He was walking around on the sidelines Didn't look like yeah, so. they shot him stretching it out on the wall, which makes me think it's probably just a cramp. but. You know, I feel like, well, you know, to your point, you know, it is early in the season, but it was a, a draw. You know, the game wasn't in hand. You know, they were still handing the ball off, you know, throwing to the P. Ryan. I'm sure they probably would have rather that Ben Mixon if he was capable to get out there. Yes, I agree with you. They would much rather have had that. But, you know, again, you yeah. also I mean, if, it, if it's a, a hamstring, you know, tightness, if it's, a, you know, a groin, you know, the soft tissue stuff, you just. You, you don't want it to linger. And, you know, listen, I think Cincinnati has been off to a, a good start so far um, for the season that, you know, it's like, ah, we really don't want a chance in too much, right? We're two and one. 
Yes, this is a tight game. Pirine does have fresh legs right now. Um, you know, I mean, again, so I'm not saying that the team was being cautious. I just, you know, when I see a guy like, you know, when you got a guy who's got the value of of Mixon, if if it's that, if you believe genuinely that it could be serious, he's at the hospital getting, you know, sure. MRI. Yeah, I agree. He's not lingering on the sidelines. So I agree with you. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of what else from that game. You know what? I mean, listen, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't know. Ankle. What's that? Chark broke his ankle. Oh, is it is it a, a clean break? They said. Oh, fra- sorry, fractured ankle. Brutal, absolutely brutal. That's uh, that's depressing. A lot. <laughs> I just know a lot of people who have them. I actually, I, I, I don't really, I don't really have shares of it. Maybe it was like I just wanted to get the song out of my head finally, <laughs> right? But you know, I, yeah, I don't really have very much of Chark. I do have them in. Uh, in in a in a dynasty league, so that 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 screws me. Um, but I guess th- this kind of opens things up a little bit more for Lavisca Chanel. Big time, Chanel, big time. And you would think uh, Marvin Jones, even though we didn't see it out of him tonight, uh, and maybe Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold got some you know small usage, but he was out there you know making some plays, and you know he might have even had a potential touchdown. Um, he was held in the end zone. They ended up calling a flag on it, but. You know, if he wasn't held, maybe Lawrence would have seen him there and, and thrown it to him. So, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, Andrew Cooper tweet a lot that the Jaguars have been deploying their tight ends basically as wide receivers, you know, comparing, you know, James O'Shaughnessy and all those guys are getting the same type of, you know, tight end usage uh, in terms of the offensive uh, routes run to like a Travis Kelsey, a TJ Hawkinson, you know, that level of an offensive involvement in the passing game, they're not blocking uh, and then you go out and trade for a guy like Dan Arnold, who Howard, you know, I was riding the Dan Arnold train this whole offseason when he's going to Carolina because his agent, was, you know, was on that 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 video being like, this isn't a pass blocking tight end, this is a pass catching tight end. And now they go ahead and they make this move to bring in Dan Arnold, a pass catching tight end, to an offense where they like using uh, their tight ends apparently. So you know, maybe with. Shark out, it opens up for Dan Arnold to be more uh, impactful in the offense. 100%. I mean, listen, you know, Marvin Jones is now considered the number one. Chenault is number two. Um, I don't know. Who do they, um, like, who would fill They were that? throwing to Tavon Austin, right? Like, they, they didn't have another. Oh, yeah, three. yeah. All right. So Tyron Johnson, Tavon Austin, maybe Jamal Agnew actually yeah. starts seeing some work out of the slot, right? Yeah. Or down the or down the sidelines and let Chenault stay in the catch. slot. You know, I don't know how often he's going to be more than a special teamer, but that was an impressive uh, toe drag there down the sideline. All right. So overall, you know, good things from, uh, for, you know, good possibilities here from a fantasy standpoint um, for the Jaguars. And this is the passing game. Yeah, I agree with you that Dan Arnold could be the guy who ends up seeing more of that work. You know, when you go into the three wide receiver sets, you know, yeah, I think Agnew actually, I think they like his versatility. Um and he ends up being more of like the number three guy. But I do agree with you that the passes could end up uh, landing in uh, in Dan Arnold's lap. I'll tell you what. Here you go. Last last fantasy thought here, unless you've got more. Um, Tyler Boyd is like the ultimate sell high right now. Hmm. Do you think T. Higgins comes back and Boyd continues to see this kind of volume? I mean, probably not this level of volume, but I mean, Tyler Boyd is damn good. You know, like he is. I love him. I love him. 
you know, I, I think it's, I think he's going to have some inconsistencies probably compared to the other two. But I mean, we saw him have nine targets against the Bears in week two. You know, he has 11 targets in here, obviously with no T. Higgins. I mean, I think he is going to be used, but is he going to have this level? Probably not. I mean, yeah, you could trade him. I just like Tyler Boyd a lot. And if they decide to open this offense at all, I, I hate, I hate that they're trying to run more with Mixon this year. I'd much rather them let. Joe Burrow throw it 60 times like they were doing last year because um, they got all these weapons for him. You get Chase, you have Higgins, you have Boyd. You know, why are we handing the ball off to Mixon, who was on pace for another 20-plus carries tonight, probably? If it wasn't for getting injured there, he finished with 16. So, I mean, you know, I, I would much rather see them opening up the offense. Maybe they would. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if you get a good offer to blow your your socks off here, uh, Boyd is, is movable. But he's just so good incredibly reliable. I'm a huge fan. I've always been a huge fan also, but you know, when you have a guy who comes off of a big game like this and you know that he does just, he does take a step backwards. Um, when T Higgins comes back and, you know, and he'll still see decent targets. Um, but I think his red zone work gets limited when you've got, uh, T Higgins in there and, and, uh, and obviously Jamar chase. So, yeah, for sure. He's never a big touchdown guy. So, I mean, I, I, I can see that being um, a, a good spot to sell as well for that reason. So, all right. So there you have it. A little breakdown there. Cincinnati Bengals uh, <laughs> squeezing out a victory here. Three and one now, though. Three and one. So. <laughs> Three and one. I took him in, uh, in, uh, in with two of my survivor pool picks. Yeah, I, I did not. I'm already knocked out of the one survivor pool I was in. Well, that's Sad. a shame. I'm really sorry. Sad. That. Sad. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. Yeah, pretty much. Week one, Kirk <laughs> Jackson against Houston. Whoops. Well, was, there was one year I was in this pool and, you know, you can buy back once, you know, before week eight. So if you lose, you just buy back. Yeah, it's $50 for an entry. It's a hundred bucks to, to buy back in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't remember what the, uh, what year it was that Miami got, I think they, they got either upset in week one or they upset somebody in week one. It had something to do with Miami. Another reason why I just hate the organization. Um, I lost in week one. I bought back and then I lost in week two with that pick. <laughs> it was like the worst. It was the worst luck ever. It was like, I just, I, I might as well just take it $150, uh, took a, took a crap on it and, uh, and left it in the street. Yeah, I, I'm always I always join the big survivor pool ones. It's like 20 bucks. There's like 10,000 people. In it. And if you, you know, it's like sole survivor, you know, they do a second chance pool starting in week five. So I'm just, you know, next week, next week, I'm back in the survivor pool game. <laughs> back in the game, baby. Oh, so. All right. So Bengals don't cover the spread the under hits. Good stuff all around for the showdown slate. CJ Uzama has the game of his life. Um, thank you, CJ Uzama, for making me look smart. Good job. But I'll tell you what, it's Thursday night. John and I love making our picks here for week number four. I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick timeout, pay some bills, have a little commercial break. When we come back, John and I pick all the games. That's right, every single one of them that's left. 
So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Johnny boy, here we go. Come on. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. Here we go. I uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I've done this now with Ronis. I've done this now with Craig Mish. Uh, and, and every time I walk away feeling like I've totally picked the opposite team of what I did just mo- the moment before, because it's like the weirdest slate for me. I'll tell you that. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. My, yeah, I'm, that's my. I'm ready. I know this is. I haven't. Uh, I haven't studied these lines too much. So like, I'm. I'm excited to hear your takes uh, based off my basically instant reactions to what, yeah. I, what we're about to get. I, I, I don't even know what what you know. Washington visiting the Atlanta Falcons. It's uh. It's Washington minus one. Uh, a, a road favorite here. Um, you know, I look at this game and I'm like, man, this is just, you know, it's it's a pick 'em. Do I have any faith in Atlanta's offensive line? No, I don't. I mean, Washington's defense has not been uh, as it's been uh, as it was billed, and they could be giving up a lot in the secondary. But I'm kind of just leaning the home team and taking the extra point. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Washington this time here. I think. You know, the, the reason their secondary is getting exposed is because that front seven hasn't been able to be as disruptive as many people f- figured it would be. Um, but I think this is the week. I think this is the week that front seven gets to Matt Ryan, causes some turnovers, causes some havoc, uh, and Washington pulls this one out. All right. Uh, Houston visiting the Buffalo Bills, the biggest spread of the season so far. Bills minus 17. They're at home. Uh, you know, they've got the team firing on all cylinders. Everybody's healthy. They got into a big groove last time. Now they take on the Texans, the absolute worst team in the world. Uh, but 17, John, that's a lot of ground to cover in the NFL. It is a lot of points. I'm still taking the bills here. I just Houston's that bad. Houston is that bad. You know, the Davis Mills to to Brandon Cooks. Come on. That's all they have. It is all they have. They have nothing else. It, and it's, it's wild that, you know, teams aren't just, you know, bracketing Brandon Cooks and making anybody else on that team win. Um, I don't understand it either. You know, it's it's kind of funny. It's amazing how blind NFL coaches are when we can just see that shit right on TV, right? Just look at a box score. He's got 19 targets. Like he's the only one. Look, he's the only one they're throwing to consistently every game. He's he's like on pace, like lead the league in receiving on the worst team in football. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an amazing feat, though? Um, yeah, it's just yeah. Houston is bad. Buffalo is good. <laughs> 17 is so much to lay, but uh, I'll side with you on that one. Uh, Detroit heading over to uh, into Chicago. So here's an interesting one. I, 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 if memory serves, this I, Adam Ronis and I were on opposite sides of this one here. Um, I think this is a game where everybody takes Detroit. You know, the public is all over them. They've been, you know, they, they've they've shown that they're not rolling over and dying. Um, you know, you look at what the Bears have done uh, with uh, with with. Naggy and the play calling and Justin feels like everybody's down on the Bears. Everybody's down on the Bears. Um, and you know, and I think the Lions have like a little bit of buzz, and that you know, that makes me nervous when the public is that much on 
a crappy team. Like, are the Bears that much crappier? Are, are we all down on Justin Fields now? Are we done with him? Is is there no good? There's nothing happening. I'm, I think I'm leaning the Bears. Yeah, I like the Bears here as well because I think there is going to be sort of that bounce back. I mean, Detroit is not the Cleveland Browns, right? It's not on the road. It's, it's a home game against a bad team. I think this is going to be schemed a little better for Fields as well. I, I Whatever game plan Nagy thought he was putting in last week was atrocious. He probably should have been fired after the game. I mean, I don't know how he didn't. He, he didn't. He clearly didn't even change the game plan from what it was <laughs> the week before. Like all the play calling was like. If Andy Dalton was my quarterback, yeah, this like is what we would do. passing yards, like going into halftime or something like that. Like it was, it was unbelievable. Like it was, it was like, use your, use your players to the best of their ability. And that is like, I'm not a good coach. So I don't know what that means. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> so the, the speculation now is um, that Bill Lazor is going to be calling the plays now. Yeah, remember last year everybody was telling Nagy to give up the play calling? And he's like, why would I give up the play calling? I'm like an offensive coach. Like, you're not. You just coached in Kansas City, right? (laughs) You get Andy Reid, who's a much better offensive coach than you are. So, like, you know, yeah, he's he's becoming a fraud. I don't think he's going to last the season, truthfully. So, uh, I'm I'm still going Chicago here. (laughs) All right. Panthers, Dallas. Man, the Cowboys at home, minus four. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's the debut start for, uh, for Chuba Hubbard. Um, you know, Dallas, I mean, listen, Dallas's offense is fantastic. Carolina's defense has been absolutely rock solid. Um, against I mean, I who? Think, what's that? Against who though? <laughs> who have they played? Who's Carolina played? Yeah. Again, who's Carolina played? Read it off for me. You got uh, it in front of you? Uh, I do now. Uh, the Jets. How the are they? Saints. How are they? <laughs> Saints, uh, Saints. Saints have been good two out of three games. Just happened to be this one that they weren't. Saints suck. All right. Next next team. <laughs> the Texans. Okay. I am not convinced that Carolina is a real team. Uh, I think that they've been made to look good by the schedule. I think Dallas' defense is actually vastly underrated. They're a team that has proven – at times, they get able to get after the quarterback. I think their secondary is actually pretty solid here. You got Carolina with no Christian McCaffrey. I like the Dallas offense here. They're home. I'm not listen. I'm not saying that I don't think Dallas wins. I I, I know Dallas wins this game. Does Dallas cover the spread? I I think this is a multi touchdown win by Dallas. The, like Dallas just wrecks them. I don't think Carolina is that good. I think Carolina has played bad teams. I, I the the Saints just beat the Patriots, and they didn't even look good doing it. The Patriots just looked even worse. John Lee Smith literally like handed the ball for turnovers. There's drops all over the place, penalties all over the place. I I don't think the Saints are that good of a football team. I don't think we know the Jets aren't good, and we know the the Texans aren't good. So you know, the, if there was one thing, and Ronis brought this up, and he thinks that the the Cowboys are getting screwed a little bit here, is that Carolina played last Thursday, and Dallas played on Monday night. So there's like a week and a half of Carolina preparation versus a short week here for Dallas. Um, I, but I just don't, I, this is a test for me. It, how good is Carolina? If they go into Dallas and hold water, then I'll give them the respect right now. I'm looking at a team that's played a soft schedule and I think they're kind of pumped up a little bit going into Dallas without their best player. 
right. So you're taking Dallas laying the four. Um, I, you know, listen again. I I thought I think Dallas wins this game. I was debating whether or not to uh to to lay the points. You are you you give me a very convincing argument here, John. That's my job. Is that your job though? It is. It ah. is to give compelling arguments uh to make you think about things. So well, then let me just check that box for you. Uh, very satisfied. Thank you. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Tell my boss. Colts, Dolphins in Miami. Colts are getting to uh, Miami. I, you know, listen, I, I I can't, I just can't side with Miami and Jacoby Brissett and that that offense. I just, I can't, no matter what. And and as much as I hate the fact that it's a, a home game for them, I'm taking the Colts and the points on the road. Hmm. I just can't, I'm, I can't, I can't do Brissett unless you think it was this uh, the revenge game narrative of the uh, of the week. No, I mean, I like the Colts. I think Miami's defense is good. And they are home. And what has Indy really showed you? You know, Indy hasn't showed me anything, but they haven't been healthy either. Yeah, I think. um, I think I'm going to go Miami here. I'm going to go Miami at home. All right. Good, 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 good. You can have them. I listen. I wasn't impressed with that defense against Vegas. I I think Vegas is a fraud. Right? Vegas could be, a, but at least when I look at Vegas, I, I yeah, they could be. But they have some really good players on that team. You know, like they have Waller, and I think Ruggs is actually better than people, myself included, had given credit for. You know, Edwards has made some plays. My guy Hunter Renfro. I mean, come on, Howard. You know, so yeah. and, and Carr has actually always been a good quarterback. It's just now he's been given people around him to maybe accentuate some of those talents of his. Yeah, you might be overvaluing them, them, you know, versus maybe a little bit. Hey, listen, I think their ground game's trash, but Peyton Barber just ran for 111 yards. So dude, Peyton Barber, dude, I, I actually had to recommend to somebody today, gave me four options, right? It was like, I need two of these. And uh, and Bowden and I were like beside ourselves listening to these options. And you know who we came up with as the best possible recommendations? Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber and Chester Rogers. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, like it's, it's unfortunate for me who has who drafted a lot of Kenny Drake this year for like this exact reasoning that yeah, me too. was going to be able to hold up. And then Gurdon's like, nope, Kenny Drake has this very specific role in my offense, and that's not changing. You're like, son of a gun, you know? <laughs> it's just why information that would have been better right? yesterday right? right exactly oh shit all right cleveland browns visiting the my minnesota vikings vikings are at home they are a home dog here ah man you know here's here's the thing so i'm gonna take minnesota at home with the points you know how i love the browns i do I, I think you know this is a game where where Chubb eats is a game where Kareem Hunt also eats mm-hmm. is a game where Dalvin Cook eats as well. But this whole second half comes down to which quarterback is better at slinging the rock, right? It's got that fifty one and a half over under. It was fifty three at one point, right? So so people are kind of expecting that, and it comes down to the quarterback with the better weapons and. You know, I'm I'm not gonna sit there and say that Odell Beckham mixed with Rashad Higgins 
or Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, or Harrison Bryant along they with Austin Hooper. Uh, he had seven catches last week. He was their slot guy. Right, right, right. So what I'm saying, though, is, is that that's that's what you got versus Cousins, Thielen, Jefferson. Uh, if Conklin is healthy and he plays, uh, he's been fine. Uh, K.J. Osborne, like I'll take that pass attack over the Browns passing attack kind of any day. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to largely lean with you there. I obviously it's, it's Cook status dependent here. Um, you know, if Cook is out, I don't think Madison is the same player, even though Madison's coming off a good week. I'd probably go Cleveland D, but you have Cleveland on the road, and and I think Baker sucks. So I'm I'm gonna ride with you there. I like it. All right. Um, the New York football giants uh visiting the Saints at home uh for the first time. They're at the Superdome. Um yeah, I, this is, you know what? I'll let you pick first on this one. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Giants. I'm going to, I'm going to take the points here. I don't think that they get blown out again. I don't think that the Saints are really that good. I worry, obviously, that the Giants are missing Shepard and Slayton. You know, those guys not being available is kind of a killer there. Um, they do have Galladay, Ingram's back. And I think, I think they're going to try and run. I know you can't really run against New Orleans. But I think that they're going to do their best to kind of control the clock a little bit here. And I think the Giants defense against Jameis Winston can can get a little bit done. So I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll cover. All right. Yeah. You know, it was this. This is one where I was I just wasn't sure. I was back and forth with Ronis on this one uh, as well. I think I was leaning Saints, but, you know. I just don't know what their offense is. I mean, I, I know it's Kamara. Right. And 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 he'll probably have himself a, a strong effort here. But, you know, Winston, Taysom Hill, mm, uh, you know, I, I don't like this game. But, you know, the over under also at 42 kind of tells me it's going to end up being closer anyway. Right. So right. it's going to be like a low scoring field goal game. You yeah. Know, or, yeah. You know, so. so you take the Giants, you take the points. Uh, Titans, six and a half point favorite over the Jets. Dude, money keeps coming in on the Jets. Like this line started, I believe this line opened at eight and a half. Um, yeah, it opened at eight and a half, and it's already down to six and a half. And and there are no there are no major like you know AJ Brown is banged up and and Julio Jones is banged up. But oh, I think that's it right there. I think it's that that they don't. That have doesn't that series. doesn't move that doesn't move a, a, a spread two points like. A quarterback maybe would would you know really flip the spread that much, but really against the Jets secondary, you know, do we do we know if uh, if Brown is is out yet? Have they have they declared anything? Yeah, I thought I saw that he was out already. Uh, <clears throat> Let me see. Questionable. Uh, I got, I got questionable. I thought he, but I didn't think he was. All right. He, yeah, didn't even yeah. he didn't even practice today. I mean, where's Julio? Julio is uh, no practice reps on Thursday either. Yeah. So neither of them practiced today. So we'll, we'll obviously have to monitor that uh, going into Friday. But I mean, they both have hamstring injuries. Uh, shocker, shocker. I think I, I think I said this on one of the any ups uh, earlier this year. I'm like, you want Tennessee now because in a couple of weeks they won't have the receivers because uh, they're so injury prone. I mean, this should be a game where Derrick Henry gets 30 carries for like 250 yards against the Jets, right? So that's uh, that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, which is why I'm like, 
Really? Are we that worried about what the receiving core looks like? It's just that Tennessee's defense is so bad that they think the Jets are going to be able to hang, I think. Hmm. They get Jamison Crowder back this week. It's the Corey Davis revenge game now. Corey Davis revenge narrative. <laughs> Love. It. I tell you, man, this is like this is this is the revenge game narrative week. This is revenge week. I might have to do an entire segment on fantasy alarm about that. I know that that the first person I put in my DFS lineup this week was was, uh, was Derrick Henry. Me and me and eighty percent of the field are playing Derrick Henry. This yeah. Week. Oh, 100% of the field we're talking about. You got to be a moron not to. Like, this is like, this is even beyond, like, do I McCaffrey or do I not McCaffrey? Right? This yeah. is just, you're, your free square is this. Yeah, now go find down. some value. Right. There's, there's, I, I have a very gross lineup and we'll, you know, we do the DFS podcast tomorrow, Howard. So when we get that out there, but I got a gross, a gross lineup that's a chief stack with, uh, with Derrick Henry in it. So, oh, my Lord. All right, well, Chiefs going up against the Eagles. Chiefs are laying six and a half. Um, you know, the, the general consensus is, is that the Chiefs at one and three are sick of this bullshit and they're just going to destroy whoever they play. And that just happens to be the Eagles. So the lean is the Chiefs and the points and laying the points. Yeah, I actually like the Eagles with the points here. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I don't know, that defense is very questionable to me. And somehow, some way, Jalen Hurts is putting up points uh, still. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't look good doing it sometimes. But at the end of the day, you look at his numbers, you're like, all right, they're respectable. And I, and I like Rieger and I like uh, Devonta Smith. And if they could ever just use Miles Sanders properly, I think that was their biggest problem last week um, against Dallas. Was Miles Sanders had two carries. Is Nick Sirianni years. smart enough to do that? I've, I think I've asked Bowden and I've asked Ronis that same question. And both know. of them say no. He's not smart enough to realize that. I don't, like I don't know. Like, Miles Sanders is a very good NFL running back. They just didn't use him last week. I don't understand it. But I, I think this is going to be a shootout, and I think that it's going to be come down to a score. And I, I think that uh, I think the Chiefs win, but I think the Eagles will cover at home here. All right, uh, Arizona heading to Los Angeles. Rams at home minus three and a half. Um, you know, I've never been a big Kingsbury fan as far as play calling goes. Um, Rams just look really good. Strong defense here. I'll take I'll take the Rams and I'll uh, and I'll lay the three and a half. Yeah, this is I I think this is uh, another game where it's it's not even going to be close. I, th- I think the Rams are going to run away with this one. I, I think, again, you look at who the Cardinals have played this season and you look at kind of what they've done offensively. And then what they did defensively against some of the weaker opponents, you know, I, I think that they've just taken advantage of that. But they're going to go and run up against an absolute wagon. Uh, and what is the Rams with Stafford there? Uh, and this is going to be another 10 plus point game, in my opinion. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, all right. Let's uh, a little battle. Another battle of the NL West. NL West, NFC West. Jeez. Oh, it's. I thought maybe you just saw that Tatis home run where he hit it out of Dodger Stadium, so you had NL West on your brain. No, I didn't, but thanks for letting me know. Yeah, go, check that, I mean, go check that one out. He cleared the stadium. So. I just want to make sure that we got some runs there because I, I just I took the over at that one. What's the score? Oh, I don't know. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh. All right, Seattle visiting San Francisco in the Bay Area, Niners minus three. Who's you get? Who you got on this one? Uh Seattle. Yeah, I can't really argue against that. I mean, just I, who's 
what is the 49ers offense? I don't know. You know, so I think the at least I know that Carson Metcalf, Lockett, and Wilson are going to be able to put up points, in my opinion. Uh, I think their defense is okay, not bad, though. So, I mean, it, it, the lack of, I guess, firepower on the offensive side for San Francisco, I think, is going to lean this one towards Seattle for me. I just love Seattle's uh, offense. I get seven yeah. runs in that game, by the way, Howard. Yeah, so. thanks. I, I, I looked while you were blabbering on just before. All right. Thanks, though. Just trying to do my part. Maybe you should focus on your on your response as opposed to looking up a score. I gave you my response. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you. I'll take Seattle. <laughs> I'll take the points too. I'm Thank you very bitch, much. Man. All right, Ravens Broncos. Here you go, man. Is this uh, any different than when we were just sitting there talking about um, who uh, who Carolina has beaten? Uh, the Denver Broncos have beaten the Jets, the Giants, and the Texans, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're getting a point at home against the Ravens. Lamar's got a back issue, um, yet they are getting back. Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin, but the defense weakened by COVID. Ooh, who do you like? I actually like Denver at home. I think the going in a mile high has a lot to do with their favor. Their defense, I actually think, is good. Um, you know, just based off precedents of years prior, they just generally always have a very strong defense. Um, plus, I think you can run the football on Baltimore. We've seen teams do that this year, and we know Williams and Gordon are there. Um, you know, Sutton, Patrick are solid, and Bridgewater's not going to turn the football over. So, you know, I think this is going to come down to uh, Denver at home. Home dog. It's sort of leaning a lot of, on a lot of home dogs here so far, right? Taking a look at it. Um, Atlanta's a home dog. Um, Minnesota's a home dog that I like. I, I don't like the Jets. It doesn't matter. I didn't go with the Eagles as a home dog, so I bucked the trend there. Denver, I'll go with you. Plus one, home dog. Steelers, Packers um, in Green Bay. Packers minus six and a half. Uh, this was a, this was one where Adam Ronis and I were like, you know, just staunchly different. I said I said Packers, he said Steelers. I know Deontay Johnson's coming back. I know that there are some some issues with the uh, with the Green Bay defense. Najee Harris will probably get uh, a, a super heavy load workload, but ah, man, I don't know. Is this the letdown game for the Packers? Uh, I don't think so. I think this is a, a Packers game for me. Oh, um, shit, you're on the right side with me then. Damn it. Yeah, I think that's where I'm, that's where I'm leaning. I mean, listen, I yeah, I, I was saying this to, to Coop and in, in our podcast the other day. It's upsetting uh, that I can't kind of gloat on the Najee Harris thing because I was not high on him this year because of how bad the Steelers' offensive line was, uh, and he's averaging 3.1 yards per carry. But everybody who drafted him touted volume, 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 and he can catch the football. Yada yada yada. And then sure enough, last week he has 19 targets. He's like RB7 in PPR leagues, not because of what he's doing running the football. He's been a trash runner, has zero rushing touchdowns. He's averaging, like I said, 3.1 yards per carry. He hasn't topped 50 yards in rushing in any of these three games. But last week he had the 100 yards and 14 catches. The week before that, he had like five catches for 50 and a score. It's His, his receiving ability is keeping him fantasy relevant. If that ever goes, he's going to go in the tank. But 
uh, the fact that they continue to use them the way they do, there's going to be value there. Wow, you really genuinely don't like him. I don't. I like him. I don't like the team. The offensive line is so bad. People were I, the, the Steelers had the worst offensive line in football last year, and everybody's like, "Well, they can't be worse." I'm like, "No, because they were last, but like they could still be worse." Yeah, they can. No, they could still be ranking, bad. It was but they could still worse. be the worst offensive line in football, and that's where we're at. So you know, it's just. You know, Big Ben's thrown 58 times with like a sore peck. I mean, like, I don't know. It doesn't, that team's going to fall apart sooner or later. So give me the Packers. All right, Packers, it is for you. All right, here's here's the game. This is, yeah. this is the, the game of the century. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you're how you're feeling about this. Are you, are you going to be okay to talk Bucks patriots yeah, Tom Brady's going to throw like seven touchdowns. It's not even going to be fun. <laughs> it's, it's not. I, there was, I again, going back and forth to some local friends of mine. You know, being around New England, they're like, oh, you know, Tom has much respect for Robert Kraft that he won't run it up on New England. He doesn't want to embarrass Robert Kraft. I said, maybe, (laughs) but I also know (laughs) he really doesn't like Bill Belichick. And if he has the opportunity to, like, you know, break Peyton Manning's, like, single-game touchdown record or something like like whatever it is, like, he's going to go do it. He's going to throw five. He's going to throw six. He's going to throw all over this field. Gronk's getting three. Brown's getting two. You know, I, I don't even think this is going to be – it's not going to be a fun game in New England if you're a Patriots fan to, to watch this one. I don't think there's any shot after what we've seen out of this New England defense and this New England offense over the last couple of weeks that there's any shot that this game is, is close. It's going to be 45 to 10 maybe, you know. It's like, uh, There's like no 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 more spiteful player in the NFL than Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick was the same way as a coach. I watched them run up scores on teams my entire life just because they felt like it, and now they <laughs> have the opportunity to play against someone who I think they really dislike. <laughs> like I think I think. Tom- <laughs> oh man, get that sound clip. Use it's that. The same, for it's the same week that they released the the book. Uh, that came out. I don't know if you knew this, but a book came out, you know, about Belichick, about Brady, about like the end of the dynasty, basically. Uh, and, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, third hand. He said, she said, you know, quotes from Seth Wickersham there uh, in the book, basically that, uh, you know, supposedly uh, Belichick refused to see Brady uh, on the way out, essentially, like turned down his phone call, turned down his in-person meeting. And that's basically what spurned Brady to go to free agency. Like Brady was going to give him one last chance to pitch to him or apologize or whatever it was. And Bill's like, no, see ya. Good luck. Don't need you. And uh, that was it. So, you know, there's a lot of juicy quotes in that book, apparently detailing uh, the issues they both had back and forth. And now Belichick is largely the problem, you know, and, you know, I can, I can see Tom just being ready to go. Well, all right. There you go. Spoken like a true Bucks fan. How <laughs> Brady fan. Yeah. Monday night football, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you know, I've I've made it pretty much a rule, you know, and, and you've heard me and Craig Mish say it. Chargers as a home favorite can't do it. Like, I think that the Vegas Raiders are a bit of a fraud. But, you know, I, I this is just this this might be like, you know, I, I'm forced I'm forced to take a loss based on principle because I, I bet 
I bet the Chargers is a home favorite and, and been let down too many times before to even think about going back to the well. So for me personally, listen, I love the Chargers more than, you know, more than anything. I really do. I should be a Chargers fan. I should be. Um, you have nice uniforms. It, you know, I, listen, the, uh, the, the Royal blue, that like a, a Jersey, a Royal blue Jersey for me. I mean, that would make my eyes pop and uh, my wife would be, you know, swooning left and right. She wouldn't be able to like control herself. She'd be like Jennifer Aniston in the bathroom scene in uh, in Bruce Almighty. I've never seen the movie. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Just all these great wasted references. <laughs> so who are you taking in this game? Killer of joy. <laughs> I'm still going to go ahead and take the Chargers. I haven't learned my lesson. We'll, we'll, we'll take him and lose. It's fine. All right. Buzzkill Charlie over here takes the opposite way as me. Thanks, Buzzkill. <laughs> all right well listen that's uh that's the the wrap of the uh the, the games here for this week so uh enjoy good luck uh wager alarm live stream will be on friday night john's best bets and prop bets will be out on wager alarm on uh saturday during the day and if you guys are dfs players uh my playbook drops on saturday and then obviously we take you into sunday so uh, big thanks to all of you for listening, liking, and subscribing. For John and Pemba, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.